You guys can sit right there on the steps and on the floor. Okay, I'm going to sit right here. Come on up, kids. And by kids, I mean anyone who feels like a kid today. Well, literally is what I mean. Now, you, if you're going to have that, you can't hit anything with it, okay? Or, or I'll hold it until we're done, okay? All right, everybody have a seat. Merry Christmas. Everybody want, might want to sit and face this direction. You're not going to sing to them. You're going to listen to me. Do you want to turn around? Turn around this way. I'm going to talk. Okay? How about this? I'll scoot back a little bit, give you guys a little bit more room. Does that work? Is that good? Merry Christmas. You guys already had... That book's called a Bible, and we're going to read from it here in just a minute, okay? So here's what I want to do today, okay? I know you guys have already had an exciting morning, I bet, right? Did you have an exciting morning already? Okay. Well, we're going to have more excitement later. Please don't do that. That's a really bad idea. Okay, I'm going to hold that. I'm going to let your mom hold that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so today, here's what I want to do. We've been talking about uh, characters from the Christmas story for the past few weeks with the adults, okay? And today, I want to tell you about my favorite characters. Now, who's your favorite character in the Christmas story? Of course. So, uh, of course, I mean my favorite characters besides Jesus, right? Everybody's favorite character is Jesus, but... He wasn't doing a whole lot. Let's just be honest. At this point, uh, I mean, in fact, we, we sing away in a manger. Evidently, no crying he made, right? So, um, but he, he was being born and he was ruling the world and he was doing all of that. But like in the story we read, there's not a whole lot that Jesus was saying or doing, right? My favorites are the shepherds. Really? My favorites are the shepherds, and I think we can learn some really cool stuff from the shepherds. So I'm hoping everybody, including the big kids in the room, will be able to learn some stuff from the shepherds. So I'm going to read the Christmas story, but I'm going to stop every once in a while to talk about some things that we learn in the Christmas story. Okay? So everybody, you got your listening ears on? Everybody's listening? Everybody? Yeah. Okay. So Luke chapter 2, this is the Christmas story, and it's going to be up on the screen Uh, As we go for people to read along if they they want to, okay? In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. That's a lot of big words, right? So the Romans, they were an empire. They had control of everything, all right? So the people weren't free anymore. And they had a Roman emperor, and his name was Caesar Augustus. Let me tell you about this guy, Caesar Augustus. So I was in Spain, and I went to a little place that has like one column from all the way back in ancient times, like when Jesus was alive. And it was a column from a temple to Caesar Augustus. So Caesar Augustus, they gave him the name Augustus because they started worshiping him like he was a god. Now, he was the one in control of all of Rome, and he decided that he was going to get everybody in his empire to get counted so that he could get more taxes, more money from them, because he was just greedy and he wanted more money for his power. So he tells everybody to go back to their hometown where their family was from. So this is what verse 3 says. It says, all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So this is what happens. Everybody listening? Mary and Joseph, 
they leave where they live and they go all the way, like many days journey to the town of Bethlehem. Why did they go to Bethlehem? Somebody tell me why they went to Bethlehem. Well, actually, they went because Caesar Augustus told them to. Isn't that interesting? Caesar Augustus told them they had to go back to their hometown. So where are you guys from? Where are you from? From Powhatan. So this would be like you growing up, moving away, getting married, and then it's Christmas time, and you go back to your hometown. Okay? Now, when you get to your hometown, who are you going to stay with? When you come back to Powhatan to visit, who are you going to stay with? Well, it's a good good answer most of the time, not today. Who who are you going to stay with if you come back to visit? Yeah, you're going to stay. You're going to stay with your parents, with your grandparents, with family, right? And that's probably what they were planning to do when they got to Bethlehem too. But everybody that had family in Bethlehem was back in Bethlehem, so all of their family was there. You guys do big celebrations at Thanksgiving or Christmas where everybody comes to your house. And it gets super crowded. Do you ever have to sleep on like air mattresses or in sleeping bags? You don't give up your bed for other people? No way, right? Hold on. I'm, I'm talking right now, okay? Right. And so when everybody gets together, a lot of times you have to share rooms or there isn't room for everybody. So this is what happens in verse 6. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. So here's what I want to do. I want to sing with you guys. There's a song that's about this called Away in a Manger. Can we sing that together? You guys think you can help me? Do you, the adults think they can help us too? And we're going to sing Away in a Manger together? Okay, so let's sing it. Away in a manger, no crib for a to Lord Jesus Let's sing that one together too, okay? Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to
learning experience for everybody, including me, who gave them donuts before wanting them to sit up here. All right, so everybody listening, listening ears on. Everybody, listening ears. Can you show me? Listening ears. Show me. Can you show me? Listening ears. You're going to listen now? Okay. So they go to Bethlehem, and they wanted to stay with their family, I bet, but there wasn't any room for them to stay. So Mary had to have her baby and put the baby in a feeding trough for animals. They had to stay in the place where the animals stayed. And this is part of the story that is just pretty amazing. If you think about it, it must have been like really crazy in Bethlehem if a pregnant lady can't find a bed, right? Just think. So I think it's funny when we sing songs like Silent Night, right? It's a pretty song, isn't it? Silent Night. But was it a silent night in Bethlehem? No. With all those people? No. With all those animals? No. No, not so silent. Guys, keep your hands to yourselves, please. You need to sit back, please. Can you sit back? Okay, we're going to listen. Okay? All right. So, when this not-so-silent night was happening, and all the noisiness and all the craziness was happening, I think the guys who had the best idea were the shepherds. Because they got out of town. And they went out onto the hillside, into the fields, and they had their sheep out there. And this is what happens. It gets really crazy out there. They thought they were escaping the noise and the craziness, but the craziness followed them in a brand new way. And this is what the Bible says. It says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now, what do you think you would do if an angel showed up to talk to you? Scream. Yeah. I, I think that might be number one, right? You'd say, who are you? It's like, you go crazy. It would be scary, right? <laughs> it would get crazy out there. And so why do you think, but this is, this is the really important part. Are everybody listening? Turn around and face me, please. River, can you turn around and face me, please? Keep your feet down, please. And listen. Thank you. I need to go potty. Okay. I bet you one of your parents will help you. He's, your dad's right on the end over there. I don't think I can take a break right now to help you, buddy. Now, you need to go, too. Well, your mommy's right over there, too. She can help you. Go ahead. Now, I bet you everybody's going to need a break in just a second. Okay? Well, we're going to wait. Can you wait? Or do you really need to go? Oh, can you wait? You really? Okay, your daddy's right there. Okay. Anybody else? Silly. Okay. Now think about it. Why do you think the angels came to the shepherds? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, so it's kind of weird, right? You would think that if you were going to announce the baby Jesus being born, you would go to a king or to a priest or somebody rich or somebody important. But instead, the the angels show up on a on a hillside outside of a small town, and they tell smelly shepherds. So I want you to think about this. This is the first thing I want you to remember, okay? And it's going to be on the screen. The first thing I want you to remember is this. Jesus doesn't come to people who think they are special. Jesus makes people special by coming to them. Okay, I want you to think about that. You know a lot of people that might think they're pretty special, right? They think they're pretty important. Jesus didn't come to those people. Jesus came to the shepherds. The angels came and told the shepherds 
They were the first people to meet Jesus. And that's why they're special. And I want you to remember that. Jesus decided to include them in the story. And that's what makes them important. Jesus makes you special. You don't have to be important or powerful or rich or strong in order for Jesus to love you. Because Jesus' love is what makes you special. Look at what the angel says. Said the angel said, fear not. Now that's easier said than done, right? Big angel shows up, everybody screams, everybody's afraid. But the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. That sounds pretty amazing, doesn't it? All the angels showing up. I mean, that must have been like the best choir ever singing, the best song ever about the best news ever. And as they're telling the story and as they're saying what's happening, imagine what you would be doing if you were one of the shepherds. Would you be excited, scared, confused? Confused. What would be the biggest thing you'd be confused about? Yeah, why are you telling us? Hey, angels, I think you took a wrong turn, right? Coming from heaven, I think you took a wrong turn. Jerusalem's up the road. You need to go tell somebody different, not us. But this is what the angel says, and I want you to pay attention to this. This is the second thing I want you to remember. The first is what? Jesus doesn't come to people who think they're special. Jesus makes them special by coming to them. The second is this. Jesus is good news for all people. Now, who does all people include? You. Jesus is good news for all people, including you. He's the Savior. That's good news. He's the Christ, the promised one. That's good news because that means that God keeps his promises. Isn't it nice when people keep their promises? God always keeps his promises. That's what it means for God to send the Messiah, the Christ. Now, we also know that God made himself small and became one of us. And that's good news because because that's what we need. We need a savior who will come and keep all of God's laws for us. And that's what Jesus did for us. So so if the shepherds heard from these angels, what do you think the shepherds did next? What would you do if the angels came and told you there's a baby? He's the king. He's been born in Bethlehem. What do you think you would do? You'd say, thanks. Back to the sheep. Hey, you guys woke me up from my nap. Hey, somebody go check the fire. What do you think you would do? you go see the baby, right? And so it says this. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem. Please come back over here. Thank you. We're going to sit. Let's sit, please. And they went, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Please keep your hands to yourselves. I know, and I'm telling him to stop. So, 
What did the shepherds do when they heard about Jesus? They went and ran as fast as they could, right? What, what, did they, what did they do when the good news of Jesus came to them? Well, I think that's the same thing that we need to remember, okay? When we hear the good news about Jesus, everybody listening? When we hear the good news about Jesus and believe him, then we become missionaries to tell other people the good news. When we hear the good news and we believe it, We become missionaries to tell others the good news. The shepherds were the first missionaries for Jesus. They heard the good news about Jesus. They went to find Jesus. Then they started telling people about Jesus. Everywhere they went, they were telling people about Jesus. They didn't worry if people believed him or not. They just told people about Jesus. They had good news to tell. You know, sometimes I think we forget that we have good news to tell people. There's a lot of bad news in the world. There's a lot of scary things in the world, right? But we have good news to tell them, and that good news is that Jesus has come. I think we forget it's really good news that Jesus was born, that he lived a perfect life, obedient to God all the time, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose again. I think we hear it, we maybe even believe it, but we forget that it's good news so we don't tell anybody. What do you do with good news? If you have good news, what do you tell? What do you do? You tell everybody, right? If you have good news, you tell everybody so that's why and everybody i want you to pay attention to this part especially the adults with the checkbooks and the credit cards (laughs) that's why we give to missions right because is everybody in this room going to get on a plane and go tell somebody in india about jesus that'd be great right be awesome. Some of you I know really want to do that when you get older. But is everybody going to be able to do that? But can everybody pray? Can everybody give a little bit or a lot? You know, today, everything that's given goes to help missionaries share the gospel around the world. People like the Chambers family, right, that are from our church. And they're over in Europe right now, and they're sharing the gospel with people who have never heard about Jesus. That's pretty good news that we get to be a part of that, right? But is there something else you can do? Is there somebody at school when you guys go back to school that you can tell about Jesus? No. You can invite to church? Do you think do you have friends that might need to know that Jesus loves them? No. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> bet you do. You have people all the time. How about if you go to the store with your mommy or daddy? Do you think you could tell the people there that Jesus loves them? Yeah. Maybe the... Maybe the lady who is helping you check out at the register, or does everybody do the self-checkout now? Yeah. But you can tell people all the time that Jesus loves them, that we have good news. But if you don't listen to the good news, then you're never going to know the good news. And if you don't tell people the good news, will they ever be able to listen to it and hear it and believe it? So I want you guys to help me be missionaries. Okay, be missionaries like the shepherds, the first missionaries. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song and we're going to sing it with the organ this time. And it's a fun song called Go Tell It on the Mountain. You guys like that one? Okay, so I want you all to stand up. We're going to stand on the floor now. Everybody off the stage and go stand on the floor. You guys are going to be the choir. But I want you to remember that this is also not just a song to sing. But it's also what we're supposed to go do, to go tell it. We, you might not get up on a mountain to do it, but 
But go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is born. Okay, so let's sing it. Go tell it on the mountain. Go. See, now you're all in trouble. Kenny's coming up. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Look, we love kids here. I just want you to know that. And we love watching them grow. And you'll see as kids continue to grow in their knowledge of the Lord and in